Yeah. Mm, What's the you, game? Do you love games? Well, the I do. game I haven't. I have. We're gonna be workshopping this. Currently, I'm calling it <laughs> Comment Noir. Okay. But I like it. This is definitely a very rough phases of everything because I don't exactly know how I'm gonna do the scoring. Okay. Okay. But currently, I'm going to tell you that the topic is. One of or all of three things to get a point. It's going to be okay. a place, a thing, a person, or all three of those. And I think each one of those is going to be worth a point. Okay. I'll place, you, a thing, a person. I'll tell you how many points Okay, it is worth. And your goal is to tell me what comment people are talking about. And I don't want it okay. doesn't have to be the exact comment because obviously I took all of these from my Facebook. Okay, so it's about the comment will be about something. Okay, gotcha. And I think I follow. I will, yes, and I will tell you how many points it's worth, and the points will be person, place, and thing. Okay. So if it's worth two points, it'll either be a person and a thing, or a place and a thing. Okay. So if it's like a one point, it would be just a person, place, or a thing. Or if it's a three point, it's all. You like how I did that like a Tarantino film? Middle, <laughs> beginning, ends. Wait, so what would be like a person and a place like Lincoln? It'd that... be like Lincoln and a blah, blah, blah. Okay. Like Lincoln at. Like... Okay. Well, there's a Lincoln, Nebraska. So That's that what would, I was thinking. So that would just be a place. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which... <laughs> That would be a good one because there would be a nice trick in there, but I don't have anything about Lincoln, <laughs> Nebraska. And it's not like straight trivia facts. It's people commenting on uh, ads mostly. Okay. Um, all of these are public, so fuck you people and you putting <laughs> your names down on the internet under things that you say. Yeah. So this first one is, I think, the easiest one. Okay. And it's a two-pointer. Nice. The first clue is from Scott Walters, okay. and he says, I'd settle for half-smart service with a smile. Uh, maybe I don't understand the game, so now I'm supposed to guess... What he's commenting on. Okay, and it's a person, place, or a thing. It's a two-pointer, so it's either a person and a place, oh, okay. a so place it's two and of a those. thing, it's two of those three. Uh, can this you is re- why we're workshopping this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, can you repeat the comment? The comment is, I'd settle for a half-smart service with a smile. Half-smart service with a smile. So I think that has to be a person and a thing. And uh, I'm just imagining like a, a barista, like a robot barista or a human barista. Well, so you got that it is a person and a thing, but... Not not quite there on the barista angle and the robot angle. Okay. <laughs> um, so Karen Lynn Nelson writes, I would support this business if I lived there. I'm so tired of people being too dumb to help in any of the positions they were hired. Okay. Um, 
she would support it, but she's tired of everyone being so dumb. She would support it if she lived there. She doesn't live there. Okay. But she would support it because she's tired of people being too dumb for the positions they were hired for. And this is a one-pointer? This is a two-pointer. Ooh. You know that it's a place and a thing. Wait, how do I know that? Because you oh, well, said because it was said, a place. Well, you right. said it was a place and a thing. Right, right. I'm letting you keep any knowledge you uncover <laughs> because this is the easiest one. Okay. There's, there's a lot of reasons that this is a workshop. Wait, so are we building here? Like, I'm trying to figure out what it is now. Like, yeah, the place still, and a thing. Yeah, you know it's a place and a thing because you guessed that, and I'm just going to let you do it. Okay. And so, like, the first clue and the second clue are the same thing. They're referencing yes. the same thing. I'll okay. tell you, these are all going to be the same thing, and I'll tell you when it's the next subject. Okay. Okay. Um, so, I already went with the robot barista angle, but we know it's a person and a thing. No, we know it's a place and a thing. Oh, yeah. A place and a thing. Um, well, that confuses me because I think I thought it was a person and a thing, but now I know it's a place and a thing. Um, are you talking about a water park? No. <laughs> okay. And I'll let you guess as many times as you want. You just tell me when you want the next qu- or the next clue. Okay, okay. Place and thing. Man, that's tough. Um, car wash? No, but that would be <laughs> an excellent... Okay, let's get the next clue. So, Kristen Schmidt writes... Wonder if the owners have ever heard of the Dunning-Kruger effect. This may not end the way they think it will. Okay, so Dunning-Kruger, that's when you think you're really smart so much that you don't even consider the fact that you could be wrong, right? Correct. Small correction. The Dunning-Kruger effect is actually when you only know a little bit about something, you think you know all about it, and when you actually do know a lot about it, you know how much you don't know about it. Um, okay, so place and a thing, and the people there are suffering from Dunning-Kruger. That's, no, it's, do the owners have the owners, the owners heard right. of it? So it's a place with a thing that would inspire somebody to say that. <laughs> okay. Um, so I'm to say that, are we at a data center? No. The last <laughs> clue will give away what place it is, but it won't give away the thing. Okay. Um, is it a printer? No, but it is the can it, a printer is involved in it. Okay. Well, next clue, please. The last clue is smart people know they can't get what they want out of working at a pizzeria. <laughs> okay, so pizzeria. Smart people know they can't get what they want out of the pizzeria. Uh, is it a pizza in less than 10 minutes? No. You want me to tell you what it is? Let me try one more guess. Um, I'll repeat any of these as well. Okay, let's, let's hear, hear them all one more time. Maybe I... Alright, so the first one was, I'd settle for a half smart service with a smile. Okay. The second one is, I would support this business if I lived there. I'm people, I'm tired of people too dumb to be of any help in the positions they were hired for. Okay. The third one is, wonder if the owners have heard of the Dunning-Kruger effect. This may not work out the way they think. And the fourth is, smart people know they can't get what they need in life working at a pizzeria. Man, I feel like hearing them all maybe just confused me even more. 
um i think the second that i tell you the answer you'll be like of course (laughs) yeah probably that's how it usually works out i gotta make at least one more guess is it a salad no (laughs) no that would be i don't know how you would work that in i make salads (laughs) all right tell me it's a sign outside of a pizzeria saying hiring non-stupid people (laughs) of course I mean, I don't think I would have got that, but that does make sense now that There's I hear all it. of this. They said smart. They said <laughs> dumb over and over. And I think that was the easiest one. <laughs> Definitely uh, the last one. You're, I don't know. You're probably not going to get. But <laughs> you, you can see. I'm honestly not super great at riddles. And this is a, a this riddle is a of really sorts. This is a really bad produced <laughs> riddle. Oh, where's so the second one? I guess the second one's kind of easy, but uh, it's only got three, and okay. it's a it's a two parter. Okay. okay. Um, it starts with I'm shitting my pants just looking at this. <laughs> okay, so I mean, thing and person. Nah. It's a thing in place. There you go. Okay. Um, shitting my pants just looking at it. Thing in place. Is it? It's more of a thing than a place, but it's an advertisement for a place, so. Oh, okay. Um, Is it an X-Lax ad? No. (laughs) That would make this an incredibly good clue. (laughs) All right, next clue. Um, You'd get more nutrients out of eating, or I'd get more nutrients out of eating my $2.14, says Zach White. Two dollars and fourteen cents. Right, like, that's in this economy. That? <laughs> well, I'm wondering too. Is it significant? Is there a clue within the number? It, yes, <laughs> and there's a clue within nutrients. Okay, can you repeat it? I'd get more nutrients out of eating my two dollars and fourteen cents. Mm. Okay. Thinking of the combinations here, I mean, we could have $2 bills and then 14 pennies. Yeah, but when you're looking at it, you're shitting your pants. It's not going to be a math question, Adam. I'm never going to ask you a fucking math question. Oh, man, I wanted it to be a math question. Well, I would have to be good at math to come up with a math question. Um, looking at it, shitting my pants. Is it um the spider on the dollar bill? <laughs> no, that's neither a person or a... What? I don't, I don't know. This game's too abstract. <laughs> how is that abstract? You want this is a normal guessing. <laughs> Here's the last clue. Okay. These are good. The hot cheese keeps the meat on the bottom warm, even when the topping is cold. They're messy, though. They give you a little container to eat it from. Uh, is it a nacho cheese? Close. The wonder, the wonderful shell is so light and brittle, it shatters the whole thing nearly in your first bite. They do taste really good, though. Choco taco? Cheese? <laughs> oh, yeah, cheese. The shell just, I went straight for the shell, forgot you about the, the cheese. The only thing that has a shell that has no cheese. Like, even cannolis have cheese and a shell. Uh, is it a jalapeno popper? No, but that is that is the closest to. <laughs> oh, so I'm getting close. Is it a cheese curd? No, 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 that's farther away. And cheese curds don't come with shells. I thought they had like a crispy exterior. That's 
a, that's not just a the shell, exterior. And yeah. B, that's not true. That's a fried cheese curd you're thinking of. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, shell and the cheese on the inside. I, I don't know. What is it? It is the crispy melt taco from Taco Bell. <laughs> I figured the shitting my pants would immediately say it was Taco Bell. You know, Taco Bell doesn't do that to me. That's probably worrying. <laughs> you should you should worry about that, I think, I, a little bit. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I have an insanely sensitive stomach, but... That's even weirder. <laughs> what was yeah. the fucking... Uh, I had another one where they're, we're talking about bugs, but I forgot the ad for it. Like I took, I took screenshots of everything, but what the ad was, yeah. uh, I was like, it was some fucking vitamin or something. And I was like, this is a whole <laughs> side thing. They're feeding people bugs. Um, so the last one you're definitely not going to get if you <laughs> didn't, uh, get after I've proven how horrible I am at this game. Well, it's, this one is the one that I'm like, it started with this, but then I was like, you have to do something completely different to give clues and it, cause yeah, it's not. Not the easiest thing. This okay. is the only thing that's based off of like my actual traffic on my Facebook. The other two okay. things were just okay. ads that pop up everywhere. Right. The first clue, of course, scar tissue is prone to cancer, says Ted Farthing. <laughs> scar t- I mean, is this a one-pointer? Is this a thing? This would be a two-pointer, but if you get either of them, okay, I would be impressed. Because one of them is an abstract thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, can you repeat, please? Of course, scar tissue is prone to cancer, says Ted Farthing. Scar tissue is prone to cancer. Um, is this radiation? No. Okay. Let's hear another clue. Uh, one of the greatest rock, punk, and... Um, uh, that's great. Motivational speakers of all time. Says Tim Blundell. Is this Henry Rollins? That is. There you go. You got <laughs> got the Henry Rollins part right. Okay. Oh, so it's probably a person and a thing. Is this a specific feature of Henry Rollins? So it would be a. Thing. It's not of Henry Rollins. That's a, okay. th- the second part is actually like way more difficult than I. Like the more I thought about it, because it's a pretty abstract thing. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, yeah, I'm ready for the next clue. Well, the next clue just tells you that it's Henry Rollins. But, <laughs> but I got the Henry Rollins part, I right? I know. Uh, <laughs> it amuses me that when it comes to music, he claims Wells Dry, but he has... or But when it comes to spoken word... It's something, oh, I can't fucking read my own handwriting. <laughs> it could have been Jello Biafra, too. Could have been, but Jello Biafra doesn't uh, motivational speak. Yeah, I guess that's true. Jello Biafra just... does a lot of, uh, hey, be real careful what you listen to, because it's not me that you're listening to. It's somebody <laughs> that sounds like me. But it was actually a happy birthday to Henry Rollins with the quotes, uh, scar tissue is stronger than regular tissue. Realize the strength and move on. Oh, that's that was a happy birthday message to Henry Rollins? From Henry Rollins. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so you got one point out of the whole game. <laughs> nice. Which is, that's why I had to be like, there's got to be different ways to make points. Because if it's just one <laughs> point for like the whole quote or comment, yeah. then it's like, all right. So I got what, one out of six? 
Yeah, one out of six. Nice. What is that like? Seventeen percent, something. Yeah, and that's why I gotta <laughs> I gotta decide if guessing like the the combination counts as a point. Like if you're like, oh, person in a place and then you get one point and then we move on. Yeah. Maybe those are like a half point because I feel like those are easier. I feel like half point games are weird unless you have True. like lots of half points. Like everything has to be able to have a half point given to it. Yeah. I'm not I'm not opposed to it, but <laughs> okay. it, it has been thought of a little bit. Yeah. And that was... um the very very rough raw first edition <laughs> of what might be called comment noir nice i like it uh i was a little confused i feel like it was you know probably my fault i'm not uh like like, like i said a great riddle solver so well, i'm also not great at giving riddles <laughs> being as when i try and explain a normal thing it sounds like a riddle to a lot of people like especially when they work with me and i have to tell them complicated shit yeah yeah they don't i don't like it well, we may not be great at the game or solving the game, but at least we're humble and polite. I, I am not polite. <laughs> I'm only kind of humble. Oh, well, we were both just like, oh, maybe it was my fault. Well, so. I'm, that's because we both <laughs> recognize our faults. You're right. Yeah. Because, yeah. If, if self-aware. You, can you imagine what would happen if you tried to tell somebody that I was polite that's known me for like 30 years? Oh, that's a tough one because I think you are I very polite. I swear the whole time I'm being polite, which <laughs> yeah. is not polite. You can be abrasive, but then it's like, oh, no, he's a great guy. <laughs> yeah, but that's not necessarily polite. That was uh, one of my friends. I said something to the effect of, I'm not a good person. He looks at me and he goes, don't ever say that. You're not a nice person. You're a plenty good person. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was there like, you go. Okay, I guess that makes sense. And now I know that you don't think I'm nice. <laughs> Because I don't know if any of our listeners know this, but I can't tell when I'm being mean because that's how my family all talks to each other. <laughs> I appreciate it, though, honestly, like the directness. It I'm goes, like, all right. <laughs> it, it's an immediate uh, crowd splitter there. Yeah. And it's a lot. It helps a lot when there's somebody there that you're like, you just ruined somebody's day and they're like, no, 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 go tell Keelan you ruined his day and see what happens. Because I feel real bad when it happens. So <laughs> somebody's like, hey, man, you're yeah. just fucking with me hard. And I'm like, oh, my God, do you need chocolate? Like, what What can we do to make you know that I'm an asshole due to other things and not you? Yeah. <laughs> that i want to tell you about today is it D and in the cupboard i don't know why that came to mind <laughs> just like word association like a uh, person <laughs> indeed in the cupboard Wait, i mean that pretty much is what happens apparently <laughs> yeah. i only think of native americans in the cupboard as people no the person that i want to talk about today uh i'm sure you've heard her music Enya. Never heard of her. <laughs> okay. Well, you're going to learn today. <laughs> Sail Away Girl. Yeah. I. That's probably her biggest hit. Uh, no, I it look is. At... Do you know how you know? Because I know <laughs> it. That's how you know somebody's greatest hit is when me, unprompted, knows what it is. Well, okay. But you know Sail Away. Do you also know Only Time? No. You don't know that one? 
Wait, is that the time in the bottle song? It's the one that's like. See, I don't know the words. And it's like. Na, 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 I, only time. I feel like I do know that song, but I think that that's the same song. I mean, it, her songs do definitely have a distinct feel. I could see how you'd get the two confused. So, I mean, that makes sense. Uh, but Enya, beautiful Enya. She is Irish. Um, <laughs> With a name like Anya? <laughs> and her name, actually, so the, the spelling that we usually see is a improper spelling. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah, because Irish words are insane. Yeah. yeah, dude. My sister sent me a fucking picture of how my name, because my name is Scottish, so it's got yeah. like a lot of the same old sexually Gaelic, but... Um, yeah. It's like 19 fucking characters long <laughs> and none of them are where they should be. Like yeah. there is no bringing any form of phonetic pronunciation of my name out of how it's written. Yeah. And that's what Enya's name is like too. So her actual name is spelled E I T H N E. <laughs> like if Etna. I had to guess I'd be like Ethine? Mm. Ethne? Etna. Yeah. Is that actually what Etna is? Because Etna's a name <laughs> that I have been told. Yeah, aren't they an insurance company or something? No, like I know people named Oh, Aetna. you know people named Etna? I know a person named Etna. And now I'm wondering if that's, do you remember Jaeger? <laughs> yeah. The yeah. kid who's named Jaeger, but parents are too... He couldn't get it together. <laughs> no, his, I got in a fucking huge fight with him once. Because yeah. I was like, hey man, you know your name is a German word that yeah. is pronounced Jaeger. And he said, no, it's a German word that's pronounced Jaeger. And I said, you can't have both. You can <laughs> say that it's a German word pronounced Jaeger, but it's your name, so it's pronounced Jaeger. Or you can say that you don't know German. You can't, yeah. like, have them both because that's not how it works. You don't get to decide that shit. <laughs> yeah. That reminds me of um, Tom Segura. So, like... His mom is, I think, Peruvian. Um, so one of the South American countries. She's from there. Uh, like her whole family background, everything. And his dad is a white guy, a white American. But I think he has some kind of Latino roots or something. Oh, uh, like way back. But anyways, the point of that story is like, uh, the family was pronouncing their name totally different than Tom currently does, Segura. Yeah. It was like Segura or something. And he's like, you guys are idiots. This is a Latino name. It's Segura. Yeah, so. I mean, that's, <laughs> that goes back to, it's my name. I'll say it how I want. Yeah. I just think about Jaeger or Jagger. And like, if he had a kid and he's like, yeah, Jagger Jr. And then that kid's like, you fucking idiot, I dad. Mean, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm Jaeger. I would be pretty pissed. Like, my little sister's probably got it pretty bad with pronunciation of her name because it's all c's and a's yeah that's one that would throw me off for a second when i looked at it like just visually i'm like oh what but then i'd, I'd be like oh i know this name yeah but like <laughs> it was only four or five years ago when america started saying acai berry instead of acai berry true true think yeah think of what people like think of when they see <laughs> right i see <laughs> yeah I Dude, I have been there when somebody called my little sister Asiasa. And it is great because that's so far away from like the actual pronunciation that it doesn't register. 
Yeah. So people will just be like, CSA, CSA, (laughs) and nobody knows what the fuck's going on. And I'm like, I know exactly what's going on because our parents didn't think of everyone else when naming us. (laughs) Does she get it the worst or is it? Uh, I would think she would. Maybe your older sister. My Well, my oldest sister would get it the worst, but she doesn't talk to people. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> and she also, she goes by... Okay, yeah. This is she writes a... it out that way and stuff, too. I don't fucking know. I've never gotten a letter <laughs> from my sister. That's not a fucking thing. I thought maybe you like, went to the DMV with her or something. What? I don't know. No, no. Something random. <laughs> the only thing I ever got from my sister was beatings and cigarettes. You died of your modes of transport remaining unsentient and completely docile well with one of our new transmorgans you'll have all of the talking vehicles that you can handle I am proud so get your new transmorgan today and help wrestle the chains of oppression away from the hands of our overlords this message was brought to you by the Revolution LLC. Enya, though, um, she was raised in a family that was very musical. So she was just constantly surrounded by music as she was growing up. And uh, when she was 19, uh, you know, graduated from primary school and everything, she actually started going to a music school. But she was only there for one year. Kind of side note what's happening at the time is other members of her family were in a musical group. That group is named Clanad. I I hope I'm saying it right because these are all weird. I was hoping it was going to be Nunya. (laughs) Anya Nunya? Yeah, they're called Clanad. They formed in 1970. I think she would have been nine at that point. So did they try and Michael Jackson her? (laughs) Kind of. So, Clannad is actually still together. Uh, they do, like, lineup changes. I, Some of those people are dead, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's I think 1970. Yeah. Being active enough to yell on a stage. <laughs> yeah. I think they might still have a couple of the original members, um, but they have, like, a rotating lineup. And what actually happened was Enya was in music school, and the manager of Clannad which was a husband and wife duo through the Ryans, Nikki Ryan and Roma Ryan. So they knew Enya. Um, Enya was a multi-instrumentalist, by the way. Like, I think she could play pretty much everything and being around like such a musical family, she was doing that. But her main thing was the piano and also the synthesizer because this is right around when the synthesizer is starting to come out, get popular. And this guy... Nikki Ryan was kind of aware of her, knew her, I think, through the family. And he basically saw her talent, approached her, and was like, hey, I think you should start learning about the music industry. Like, this is your talent and everything. Like, here's an opportunity for you. And I'm running this group, and I want to add a piano to the mix. Uh, Because they were like a traditional Celtic band. Yeah. Yeah. Um not a lot of dragging around fucking pianos back then. <laughs> yeah. They were like, they were pretty much like the Celtic Beach Boys. Like a lot of That's, like So I think there's a lot of people that think the Beach Boys are the Celtic Beach Boys. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Like heavy petting. For sure. 
Yeah, so a lot of the same instrumentation too, like now that I'm thinking about it. Um, but kind of more traditional Irish folk music. You know, so they had like flutes, harps, that kind of thing. Not really like, I guess, traditional Some American. Some <laughs> yeah. So she joins Clannad and she appeared on two albums. Uh, the first one was in 1980 and she was just like a featured artist on that. And she was on a second album in 1981. And she was a full member of the band for that one. Did they have to jump her in? Like in the <laughs> Bloods and the Crips? They just beat the fuck out of her? They're like, good, now play the piano. <laughs> yeah, a leprechaun hops out from behind the pot of gold. Got in a few blows. Well, I don't know where that... That's, are you, that was racist? I don't think that there's a leprechaun in every Irish gang. Dude, as long as they have the fighting Irish mascot... I That's feel like only, I'm free to say that. Only one person has the fighting Irish mascot, and they're not Irish. Notre Dame? Uh, yeah. I don't know. If, I mean, they're like a Catholic school, but I don't know if they have like a regional, you know, if they're like, we're Irish, but their mascot is the, the fighting Irish. Yeah, the I know that there's some pretty... Oh, I know what the fighting Irish... I, of the two of us, I'm the person who's punched somebody like that. We've had a conversation about that. It's nice and brisk. Yeah. Um, no, I know there's like a lot of people who aren't terribly happy, but that goes into like I don't exactly know where the jurisdiction of Notre Dame is. Uh, yeah, I think it's is it in Illinois? I'm not even sure like where Notre Dame is. But pretty much anything that America has decided is Irish. The Irish don't really like us deciding. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Indiana, I was close. Illinois, Indiana. Were you thinking of Providence? Uh, no, I was just confused. Outside Providence <laughs> is like a surprisingly good movie. Yeah. Incontinuity detection. Transition. Um, yeah, so Anya joins Clannad. And then, you know, she was on the albums 80 and 81. In 82, um, Clannad calls a meeting. There is a dis- a dispute, and the Ryans are fired as the managers of this group. How do you? I don't understand the music industry. <laughs> yeah, I looked into it a little bit, and there was uh, a part where Nicky Ryan is telling the story, and he's like, "Well, they took it to a vote, and I was the minority." So it's like they all voted against him, is what it sounds like. Gotcha. And he was kind of like, oh, one for me. <laughs> but there's what? like six people in this group. Can so. I do that at work? <laughs> Can we all just be like, hey, that guy that's been telling us what to do is an idiot. Let's vote him off of the kitchen. Dude, that the, should be a thing. Like, the answer is no. You all get to go home instead. <laughs> like once a month, they're like, well, it's going to come to a vote. And, you know, this month, Cynthia did win immunity, so remember, you can't vote for her. I mean, the immunity (laughs) thing, other than that, you're just describing monthly (laughs) progress reports, (laughs) which is something I have never fucking once had to do. I've had to do an annual, and every time somebody brings me in for an annual, I'm like, I fucking made all the food. Like, what? Why are we here? We can see the quality of my work daily. (laughs) I have things to go prep. Can we make this so that I don't have to do it like during my prep time? Oh, I'm sorry. It cuts into you doing your paperwork? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I love that one. Man, I actually got into a huge fight at work 
um, one time because it was right before Thanksgiving and it was some kind of like progress reporter, like submit this thing Let and they were self out paper. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And so, you know, a lot of people are like, I, I think we were actually given both Thursday and Friday off, like that Thursday of Thanksgiving and then the Friday after. And so the deadline was like, submit this report or whatever it was by Wednesday. And that like went out to the whole company. And then the group or like my section of the company or whatever, our manager emails us and he's like, yeah, give that to me uh, by the Friday before Thanksgiving. <laughs> and it's like, no. No. I'll, and he's I'll like, no, no, I'm, I'm making up that rule. You have to do that. And I'm like, oh, so you're leaving town early. And he's like, like, well, uh, absolutely uh, uh, not. <laughs> Why would I ever do that? Like, we have, we all got the same fucking memo. Would you like me to send a memo to your boss with the memo you just sent me and the original memo all in the same memo? <laughs> yeah. And so the guy, like, he got in a whole big fight with me. And I was just like, dude, you're getting it on Wednesday. I don't care what you say. Like, we have this company-wide memo. But then I did give it to him on Friday just to, I don't know, throw I, him off. I, <laughs> Keep I him guessing. I probably would have made him eat it. I'm real bad with forcing people to do the worst thing. Because like, to me, that's an ultimatum. And they're yeah. like, do this or else you're in trouble. And I'm like, well, then I'm in trouble. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I've already done that. Yeah. Um, and you though, so yeah, they vote out, uh, their manager producer duo. And, you know, I told you that this guy kind of was responsible for bringing Anya in. Like, even though she, you know, had family members in the band, uh, it was really this guy that was like, I want to add a piano. I see your talent. I want to get you involved in the industry. So I think it was a little bit of an unspoken thing when they voted this dude out, like, oh, what's going to happen with Enya? And I read about this part and, you know, Nikki Ryan says, he's like, well, I couldn't say anything. Like, I can't pull this girl away from her family. I wouldn't want to do that, but I was kind of hoping she would come with me. And so after that whole ordeal, um, he did talk to her and was like, well, hey, this is what I think you should do. Like, you should either try to move back home and start your solo career, or me and my wife are about to build a studio. You can just come and live with us, and we'll record your album. That sounds like a kidnapping. <laughs> yeah. But that's what she chose to do. She what, chose... Was to get kidnapped. <laughs> yeah. So she uh, went with Nikki Ryan and Roma Ryan. That was the wife's name. And they started building this studio. Uh, it sounds like in the beginning it was a pretty bare-bones studio. And Anya actually had to sell her saxophone to fund part of it. Mm. <laughs> Which it just went from a kidnapping to a pyramid scheme. <laughs> yeah. Of all the instruments that I would picture Anya playing, saxophone's probably seventh. That's probably why she sold her saxophone <laughs> instead of her other <laughs> instruments. Yeah. Like, the saxophone was probably the, like, nicest thing she had that she didn't really use. Yeah. Because, like, I'd sell my saxophone in a heartbeat. <laughs> you have a saxophone? No, but if I had one, I'd <laughs> never play it, and it would be, like, a $300 thing. <laughs> uh, so they they get the studio going, Enya starts recording some stuff, and what she does is she submits a sample of her work 
to an upcoming film. It was a romantic comedy <laughs> called The Frog Prince. I was it an animation? Um, no, it was live action. Because I've seen the animated Frog Prince. Right. I think this was a UK film. That okay. So, so I don't know it's that only it, on Betamax. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm saying I don't know that it necessarily got a big American release. So like maybe we'd also, be more. None familiar. of us were alive when this got released. True. Yeah. So we would have just seen it through whatever. My my family's very into making me watch British shit when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah. Which there's nothing wrong with British shit. It's just saying British shit sounds better <laughs> than British stuff. Yeah. Uh. So it looks like it did only get released in the UK and France. They were working on the film in 84, came out in 85, and Anya was uh, in charge of the whole soundtrack. They wanted her to do it by the picture, right? Like watching the movie and kind of yeah. adjusting the music to that, which I guess she really struggled with. It kind of makes sense if you like look at her later career. It's kind of like really, in my opinion, like kind of out there and like imaginative and really creative. So I could see how that would be difficult to have like that mindset and then apply it to like some weird rom-com. Well, we also have the way that we do music and sound effects in movies and shit was established and then we kept with it. So like <laughs> yeah. you have to adapt yourself to that. Right. Instead of being like, because like everybody knows what are creepy noises and everybody knows what are fast and happy actionable noises but in like reality you can switch those just fine and so long like so long as you had no pre notion of what a creepy sound was supposed to be anything you put during that creepy sound noise so long as it's not like got 16th notes in it yeah will fucking work so yeah she she gets signed on for this movie um i guess they were unhappy with the final product and they actually called in someone else to rearrange the whole composition (laughs) just told her that she was the background music the whole fucking movie (laughs) and so they got danny elfman (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah they brought in james brown that shit just got funky so i mean she is still credited i i don't think the other person even got credited all right maybe it was multiple people But so she did the music for that and kind of building off of that, then she submitted music uh, to another television production. It wasn't a movie. It was actually a BBC series uh, called The Celts, The Celts. I I was going (laughs) to say. And so this thing was like a mini series and it was just supposed to focus on different cultural aspects of Ireland like how everyone keeps calling it the Celts. <laughs> and there was actually supposed to be a different composer for each episode, but they heard Enya's stuff and they loved it so much. They were like, no, just do the whole thing. Every time I hear shit like this in my <laughs> head, I'm like, they found out it was cheaper to have one guy. <laughs> yeah, like probably. that's always in my head. I'm not like, Oh, the producer had this ingenious idea and for some reason everyone just gave him the money it's like no, no. Yeah. he found out that Enya was good enough to do the whole thing yeah. and he only had to pay one person instead of five and they're like and a woman we're gonna save so much money oh my god back then that was probably not even like a closed secret they're probably <laughs> yeah. like dude that she's like costs a nickel yeah 
Um, so she does this for the Celts. The Celts? I don't know. <laughs> Do you say it different if it's shorter? Probably not. Well, this is why I have an issue with the Celtics versus the Celtics. <laughs> right. Because they're Celtic people, but Celtic basketball players. Yeah. Um, so she she does this soundtrack, and the miniseries actually came out in 87, but two months before the release of the film, uh, they put out the soundtrack. And it wasn't even called, like, soundtrack to the Celt or anything like that. It was I just mean, straight up called Enya. Yeah, it would have to be. <laughs> yeah. Because, so, like, as a, on a marketing thing, if the show hasn't come out, Right. Calling it the soundtrack from the show is actually probably going to make <laughs> people not listen to it. Because I personally, when I see the word soundtrack on anything, I'm like, no. <laughs> like, I have... You don't like a soundtrack? I used to love a soundtrack. Now they're kind of lame. I hate almost all soundtracks. Um, yeah. I can name all of the soundtracks that I like. The <laughs> Castlevania and the Symphony of the Night soundtrack. Oh, that's a good, good. one. Um, the Life Aquatic soundtrack is real good. I do like that one, yeah. Um, and that's about it. uh there's probably a couple of others but none that like the entire soundtrack is good uh kill bill no because i don't like so kill bill like the whistle song the whistle song is one of my pet peeves because everybody thinks that that's a song from kill bill yeah yeah that's a song from fucking tome yep that's uh way older like yeah 30 years older (laughs) and now when i look for the theme song to tome i just get fucking kill bill Uh, but uh no the big chill has a good soundtrack but it's literally just a classics radio station now oh okay big chill is also an excellent movie it's pretty depressing so don't like watch it if you're already sad but i don't think i know that one uh you definitely know one of the quotes from it oh okay i don't know i think it might be immortal technique Oh, for real? When he's like, there was just something telling me to go teach those inner city black kids math. (laughs) Oh, like he sampled it? Yeah, he plays it really, really slow, but that is Jeff Goldblum. Oh, okay. Interesting. 83? I don't know when the big chill came out. (laughs) It looks like it, yeah, Jeff Goldblum. It's a movie that was like that and kids I watched in like the same week and I got caught and everyone was like, you're too young for both of those movies, man. Yeah, kids is pretty intense. This seems like a standard comedy, but I have no idea. The Big Chill is about a bunch of people who meet up in their friend's house after he kills himself. Oh, dang. Okay. It's like everybody (laughs) getting back together for the first time after like 20 years when they were uh, adolescent friends. Like they were just out of high school when they stopped talking to each other. And Jeff Goldblum spends the entire movie trying to hit on his dead friend's girlfriend. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. sounds heavy. (laughs) I mean, it's pretty fun. It's hilarious, but it's also completely shrouded in sad. Yeah, yeah. Um, So, Anya, she recorded this soundtrack, and then, I guess, like, a couple months after that, um, she goes to an Irish music award show, and... It just so happened that there was a uh, representative for Warner UK. Rob Dickens is his name. Mm, Steely Cox. Love me a Steely Cox. (laughs) And he actually recognized Enya and he was a big fan. He told her that he listened to Enya every night before bed and he loved it. 
Man, I will never tell an artist <laughs> that I listen to their music every night before bed, even if it's true. <laughs> and if we want to creep people out even more, the only people I will tell is podcasters when I listen to their music <laughs> while I'm sleeping because it's good for their numbers. And even if they think it's creepy, they'll be like, thanks, man. Yeah. Because sometimes I do play podcasts with no sound on to boost the numbers. It's yeah. not necessarily just numbers because i turned the volume down when there was a podcast on and then i looked down and i played 12 hours of podcasts <laughs> yeah if you tell me you listen to the podcast you could be doing pretty much anything and i'd be like thank you yeah right exactly <laughs> that's podcasters love you like i was just murdering these baby chickens <laughs> and uh listening to your podcast it was great really <laughs> made the next crack much faster <laughs> i'm gonna have to ask you about those babies later but thank you for listening right exactly <laughs> uh so where were we? Where were we? Oh yeah, she meets this uh, record executive, Rob Dickens. He's he's a big fan, and it comes up in conversation. I mean, I'm sure he's kind of trying to figure out what's up. Uh, that she is in negotiations with a record label, a rival label. It didn't say which one. I'm gonna assume it was Atlantic. I mean, they could have literally just not exist anymore. <laughs> I think Atlantic is still around. No, but like their rival one. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, that could be why it's not mentioned is because it also didn't survive. Yeah. So I'm guessing Atlantic because um, there was distribution within Ireland and the UK for uh, her first album, Enya. But Atlantic did handle the uh, the US import of that album. So... Yeah, I thought maybe she was like, you know, kind of in with them and trying to negotiate that. One thing about that album being imported to the U.S. was they slapped a label on it that said New Age, which is, I mean... Is, is that how we got New Age? I, I've, I've often kind of. wondered how the fuck we decided to call it New Age. Yeah. Because New Age isn't something you can even like really search anymore. Yeah. But New Age was huge in the 90s. <laughs> yeah. I think that is like when it was invented, kind of late 80s, early 90s. I'm asking if that specifically is how we got the term New Age. Like somebody was like, oh, what the fuck is this? <laughs> it's that new shit. And they just slap it on there. Because that's how, uh, this is a secret, made up New Mountain Cuisine. Because I have now heard other people talk about New Mountain Cuisine a few times. Oh, you just slapped a name on it? Yeah, because like a, a lot of people thought it was German food. And it's not like it's influenced by german food but it's all stuff made from the mountain it's like all local yeah so you had to call it something it's like oh new mountain cuisine and now like a lot of ski resort towns talk about new mountain cuisine <laughs> and i'm like we literally had a joke about how we just made that shit up because you had to call it something for a review yeah and uh it's a thing now <laughs> that's awesome So anyways, this guy, you know, he hears that uh, she's in negotiations with the rival, rival label and he just snatches her up, you know, makes a better offer. And this guy actually, he had an interesting quote after the fact that was like, well, some deals are about, you know, the money that you're going to get. Some are about the music. And with Anya, it was just all about the music, but ended up also being about the money in the end. <laughs> Uh, because, I mean, she turned into a superstar, but at that time she was like pretty unknown. I guess this dude was 
just legitimately such a big fan that he really wanted her bad. So she gets signed to this label. Uh, obviously, you know, she wants to release an album. They want an album from her. So she records her second album because Enya is her first official album, even though it's like a weird soundtrack to a miniseries. Yeah, I mean, an album's an <laughs> album, man. Yeah. Uh, so she records her second album, perhaps her most famous album. It's called Watermark. She was recording that in 87 and 88. And they did record it at the Ryan studio that they built. Um, they named it, hopefully I'm saying this right, uh, Agle Studios, A-I-G-L-E. Mm, I don't know. When it comes to shit like that, I just say it as wrong as possible. So it's like obvious that it, I'm <laughs> saying it. So I would say like, Aji. Ajili. <laughs> yeah. So... The thing about that was when they recorded it at that studio, they did it analog. And uh, this the representative that signed her, he's like, no, you, we need a digital recording of it. And so he sent her to Orinoco Studios, which, you know, the, the Enya song, the sail away, sail away. <laughs> Literally the only Enya song I know. <laughs> That's, uh, that song is named Orinoco Flow for when they sent her there it's yeah. just what she did they got she got high <laughs> maybe she yeah. got real high out there yeah it was the last song on the album that was recorded and so then rod dickens the label guy he jokingly asked enya for a single like knowing that that wasn't really her vibe you know she was kind of more atmospheric like listening to the whole album kind of thing yeah well, I mean, and you can make a single that's 35 minutes long. <laughs> yeah. Ask Tool. Yeah, absolutely. And so they gave uh, Orinoco Flow, and it actually did turn into a huge hit. It was number one in the UK for three weeks, and it was an international top ten. So that like kicked off her superstardom. And she spent a year traveling to promote that album. With her newfound fame and success, she uh, bought a bunch of new recording equipment and started Did recording. Did she get her fucking saxophone back? <laughs> like, that should have been one of the things they gave her when they made the album in the studio that she sold her saxophone to build. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, her fourth album was called The Sax is Back, and it was just hard like bebop. Just <laughs> I was going to say, it's just one solo. <laughs> uh, as far as I know, she never did get the sax back, but Anya, if you're listening, uh, let us know. Are you going to add Anya on this? <laughs> I wonder if she has an Instagram. So, Anya is a very reclusive, private person. I, um, I never think that any famous people are responding to any of their social network shit. Oh, yeah. Almost entirely because of... Uh, do you remember when I signed up for the Facebook Not Safe for Work thing? Because I thought there'd be funny stuff, and it's just apparently thousands of people silently masturbating. <laughs> no one makes a fucking comment on anything. <laughs> uh, what happens when you join a book or a, a group like that on your Facebook is it just starts sending you um, random sexy celebrity picture groups to join. Ooh, Which yeah. people are very vocal on. 
and almost <laughs> all of Think are run by the celebrity that they're objectifying in. So it'll be like a picture of Miley Cyrus with like some shit in her mouth wearing almost nothing. And it'll be like, dude, happy birthday, Siley. Like, we should totally <laughs> hang out next weekend. And it's just like straight up personal talking straight to that fucking person. I'm like, yeah, you think Miley Cyrus spent it a fucking Tuesday afternoon on fucking Facebook? <laughs> Responding with just like kiss emojis to 45 million people, it says here. <laughs> I love it when people do that, when they like... I don't. It makes me understand how fundamentally they don't <laughs> understand the world they live in. Yeah. That's a huge problem. That person gets a vote. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. See how that but... changes immediately? You're like, oh, it was funny. Now tragic. Yeah. Hopefully they can't make it or something. But they can, because that's the only... <laughs> That is real funny when they're like trying to restrict voting laws and you're like, all you have to do is put like a burrito shop that takes two hours to eat next to the voting spot. Yeah. And like 80% of the people who were going to vote will fucking forget while they're eating a fucking burrito. Yeah. Or just put like dudes with t-shirt guns at like strategic locations. You could fucking kill someone <laughs> with a t-shirt gun, man. Yeah. Isn't that how uh, Mod died? That is how Mod died. I thought you were going to bring up somebody who actually died from the t-shirt gun. I know that there's like weird rules about t-shirt guns and how you fire them because they're made to shoot from the fucking football field to like the middle of the stands yeah. up, like not forward, but up, which is a lot more pressure than you think. Dude, the Suns have a crazy one. I think, don't they have like a fucking Gatling thing? Yeah, yeah. it's like a whole circle that's like filled with little yeah. circles that they like load up each one and they shoot it off like Tommy gun style. See how I don't know shit about sports, but I knew that they had a Gatling <laughs> t-shirt gun. <laughs> I, uh, I caught a shirt last game I went to, actually. It was a WNBA game, but you know. Well, <laughs> so I love WNBA the games. one that said that. Because I didn't know or care. <laughs> <laughs> Exposed myself. Uh. Dude, honestly, if like, if you're very casually into sports, but like, not really, you know, you don't, maybe you don't know all the players' names, all the like plays and calls and whatever. The WNBA is like such an enjoyable experience because it's basically just a bunch of lesbians that want to party. I mean, the only <laughs> WNBA experience I have is the time that my dad took my sister to the playoffs when the Mercurys were in it. Yeah. And then uh, I got stranded there <laughs> because my dad did it as a surprise and forgot to tell my sister to bring her glasses. So then they left me at a fucking basketball game, regardless of who is playing, as a <laughs> me, which is rude, with no money, so I couldn't even get, like, a fucking hot dog, and they showed back up, because it's like a 45-minute, an hour drive back to go get her glasses, Yeah, and they showed up just in time for them to start overtime, <laughs> and I think they had a double overtime, so I just ended up watching, like, two and a half hours of basketball for no reason. <laughs> nice. No, it was, it was it was awful. I I do love the WNBA though, and um, the last game I went to, uh, one of my favorite players in the WNBA. I always say her name wrong. I think it's Cambridge. It's Liz Cambridge. So I'm I think I'm saying it wrong, but I I don't know what a Cambridge is, so she's, I don't know how to say it wrong. Yeah, she's hilarious. I'm trying to think of the quote. 
that I saw her say. It, it was something like, you think you're that bitch or something. It was just really funny. <laughs> I regret to inform you that due to a rash of management launches going missing, all employees are required to take public transportation to work until your vehicle has been checked for sentience. Any employee caught with a sentient vehicle will be sent for reprogramming, while the vehicle itself will be tortured until it reveals the location of management's missing lunches. Unicorp, the only choice for your future. Anyways, where were we at? Okay, so Anya gets, you know, super famous, buys a bunch of new recording equipment, uh, records her next album. It's called Shepherd Moons. It is number one in the UK for a week, and it, it gets to 17 in the US. Uh, that album also won the Grammy for Best New Age Album in 93. Which, Which I didn't don't... exist until they put that sticker on her first album. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So the thing about that, um, pretty much every New Age artist hates the label New Age. Yeah, it's just, it sounds bad. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what else you find in New Age sections of anything? Those sleepy things? Books on witchcraft. <laughs> True, if you're yeah. looking for a book on witchcraft, you go to the New Age section. Yeah. And you will find... Every book on witchcraft you have ever wanted. Yeah. Uh, I know, like, Yanni was hit with that label, too. And he was like, no, like, the way you guys are classifying New Age is, like, as a relaxing, put you to sleep kind of thing. And, like, that's not what I'm trying to do. Like, it might be a little more down-tempo. It might be using certain instrumentation. But I'm trying to engage these people. Do any musicians like being classified as go-to-sleep music? Because <laughs> I don't think there's any musicians that are falling asleep. Like, when I see musicians, and as somebody who doesn't really like live music, you can still see that the guy playing the live music likes it and is in. he like acts the way that his music like he would like his music to be received yeah he or her <laughs> so i've never seen um a musical artist sleeping while we're being <laughs> like real tired and like laying down while they're playing they're always somewhat jazzed yeah very true uh so i mean it won the the grammy for new age best new age album in 93 which i don't fully understand because it came out in 91 I would think, if anything, it would win in, like, 92 or I, 91. I don't understand how music awards work. I don't understand <laughs> yeah. how most awards work. Yeah. And then in 94, she released a Christmas EP. In 95, she, her next album came out, Memory of Trees. And then... Mm, was that actually co-produced with Bob Dole? Was it Bob Dole? Al Gore. Sorry. <laughs> yeah he's the environmentalist yes it's like remember the trees That's and remember i made the internet thank you he did not <laughs> yeah. <Just> popularize <laughs> the internet have you seen the internet what yeah <laughs> in your swim trunks they've got a new internet <laughs> that's a simpsons joke from the parody of stand by me nice um after memory of trees which came out in 95 
she was offered to compose the soundtrack for Titanic. But that would have sounded exactly the same in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, for real. Um she declined was because it Celine Dion. Celine Dion was on God, it. God, why do I know that? <laughs> we probably heard that song. I saw Titanic four times in the theaters. I have sisters. I think I saw it twice. I did I remember seeing it with my parents because it was awkward because there's the titty scene. Uh, see, that was never awkward in my family. Like, <laughs> nudity in all media was, like, very normalized. Like, if it's yeah. basically swearing and nudity are okay if they're in a book or a movie, so yeah. long as it's not, like, egregious. Right. But, and like, my parents used to say shit like egregious to me. I don't <laughs> really understand at all how I became such a nerd. <laughs> um, She... Turned it down because it was a collaboration, and she Only didn't. Does, does not play well with others. Yeah, she's like, "Bitch, this is my shit." <laughs> no, I had to see Titanic four times in a row because that was during the "Your children one hundred percent will be kidnapped if they go to the mall." And my parents' solution to that was send a tiny boy with their <laughs> daughters to the mall for a three-hour movie <laughs> several times yeah. i went with all of them separately and then there was one time where we all had to go together that's one of the first movies that i remember and maybe this is just because of my age that people were going multiple times i remember thinking that was kind of weird like why would you go that was the only movie where that when i was little that people were going multiple times that was new rocky right. Horror picture show true yeah yeah every year and I like with my family's like friends. Uh, yeah. There was a fucking lot of Rocky Horror Picture Show people <laughs> that I knew growing up. Yeah. Um, in 2000, she recorded her next album. It was called Day Without Rain. And so, like most of them, <laughs> we're not in Britain. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, she spent most of her life in Ireland, too. They get quite a bit of rain. It's pretty rainy. There's the, like, fog rolling over the hills is almost always somewhere in Ireland. Yeah, get that mist. The Highlands? I guess that would be (laughs) Scotland. Does Ireland share the Highlands with Scotland? I don't know. I always confuse their stuff. Don't do that. I know, it's bad. (laughs) Uh, So... Day Without Rain uh, was a little bit of a new thing for her. So, I mean, we haven't talked about it much yet. I'm sure most of you are probably familiar with Enya's sound. But it's basically like uh, multiple vocal layers. Uh, I think her the track with the most vocal layers had like 500 tracks of just That's her vocals. That's insane. Yeah. I would describe Enya's music as what it sounds like to walk into a natural wonder store minus the <laughs> animal sounds. That's perfect. Yeah, I can hear the rain sticks already. See, yeah, I almost <laughs> made the Is a Day Without Rain the first album she didn't use a rain stick on. <laughs> well, it was the first album that she used a string section on. So previous to that, it was like the, you know, the vocal layers and then mostly just her on the synthesizer. Yeah. So on this one, she fucking looped several dozen string tracks. Yeah. I, I think she had like almost a full orchestra setup that she was working with. So that one uh, released at six in the UK, 17 in the US. Uh, and like I said, this released in November 2000. But then in 2001, 9-11 happens. 
<laughs> and the song Only Time kind of becomes like a, a, an anthem of 9-11. You know, it's like a sentimental... You would think that I would know what song you were talking about <laughs> based on everything you just said. Yeah. Uh, I do not. What I remember from the 9-11 era is um, America, fuck yeah, coming again to save the motherfucking day, yeah. <laughs> America, yeah, because that's yeah. that's pretty much what became the like nine eleven anthem in my head. Like anytime somebody was talking about nine eleven when we were like younger, somehow the America Fuck Yeah song would come up. Yeah, that's a movie that still is funny. I don't know if you've seen it recently, but it's I mean, like ugh, it didn't hold up. <laughs> I don't. So that was a fucking movie that I saw with my dad and my little sister. <laughs> That my dad took us to because somebody at work said it was a good movie and is proof that my dad just doesn't know how to vet people like at yeah. all because we were both children yeah and we had to sit through a very uncomfortable sex scene with puppets <laughs> I remember that yeah. and my dad and my little sister was like I guess way more comfortable in the situation than I was because she was just like laughing openly at everything and you could see my dad just being like oh my god she understands this and I'm like <laughs> yeah dude we're Pretty much like the sex talk happened from the government years ago. What are you what are you talking about? <laughs> At least it wasn't Bruno. Did uh, you dude, see Bruno? <laughs> I still won't see Bruno. And it's not necessarily that I disagree with that style of comedy. It's that I honestly don't find it funny. It makes yeah. me feel bad because I'm like, oh, those are real reactions from humans yeah. that also get to vote. True. I will say I think Bruno was a little less depressing than something like Borat, but yeah, I get what you're saying. Did you see the whole thing on Bruno where he's talking to parents selling their children for the Christ shoot? Oh, no, I guess I forgot that part. Maybe that's the director's cut. I don't know. I've never (laughs) seen Bruno all the way through, but so there's like they were basically seeing how much they could get, like how much of a deal they could get off on doing like a terrible photo shoot with like people's kids so they were (laughs) putting people's kids on the cross as jesus and like (laughs) i do remember this yeah and all of the side conversations are like all right but like for like let me take like five hundred dollars off and like we'll just use like real nails because these are real expensive like rope it's shit like that (laughs) yeah you're just like you watch somebody consider (laughs) doing that to their kid and you're like oh fuck man like What's wrong with you, lady? Yeah. Well, in Borat, he gets like a whole town to sing Throw the Jew Down the Well. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. And it's it, that was Arizona. I think that was Paige, Arizona. Yeah, that's, I, I don't think it's hard to get anybody in Arizona to start yelling <laughs> the same thing as everybody else. Uh, so, yeah, this... You know, 9-11 kind of oddly makes this song an album a hit again, and the album recharts a year later higher than it did. So it charted at number two. So what you're saying is 9-11 might have been perpetrated by Enya to draw up record sales. <laughs> hey, man, I didn't say it. <laughs> I did. It's going to be a real weird cease and desist email, Adam. <laughs> Uh, she also recorded a pop version of Only Time. So she basically just like redid the song and all the proceeds from that song went to the firefighters. That, well, that's good. Yeah. And you cares. 
She actually, she seems like a very caring person for a lot of things. Uh, and animal causes is a big one with her. Uh, just when you said that, I was like, and animal causes, you know, the things that cause animals. <laughs> you know, when two animals love each other well, I very was much. More or less like <laughs> single cells evolution. I was like, wait, <laughs> sunlight? Is that, is that what we're going on in mutations that make single cell go to multiple cells? <laughs> When a eukaryote, you know, meets that special someone. Uh, so <laughs> this album, you know, charted a year later, recharted. And then in 2013, uh, Volvo released a commercial. It's it's like one of the more famous commercials of all time. Cool. This actually happened when I was in the woods. So no idea. <laughs> but maybe you have seen it. It uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme isn't it and he's doing his famous split move between two moving trucks oh i have seen this (laughs) there you go (laughs) i have because that was unfortunately something so when i lived in the woods there was only one place to eat food it was the employee dining room and it was actually illegal for me to eat anywhere else because we were in the parks and there's like bear laws and shit all over the Mm. place i very rarely went to breakfast because I don't want to talk to my coworkers while I'm eating food and not at work. <laughs> yeah. But sometimes I would wake up and go to breakfast and there was the guy that was always coming back from town and breakfast and breakfast is like six to eight in the morning. Like it's not super late, but it's early enough that it's fucking morning and there is already somebody who has had a whole day returning from their day with news from town. And that was one of the things from town that got brought was a picture on somebody's cell phone of Jean-Claude Van Damme doing that. (laughs) Yeah, uh, that commercial is pretty crazy. It's called the Epic Split. I guess they spent three million on it. But that sounds stupid. Well, it generated. They owned the cars already. Like, so they got to play for Jean- Jean-Claude Van Damme and for an old Enya song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I bet they had to shut down the road. Or actually, I think it was at a they racing. They didn't have to put it in any road. They could have <laughs> photoshopped that fucking thing in. It wasn't made in like 2000, or I guess even like two, 2005, you still could have photoshopped, like yeah. taken the normal picture and then just photoshopped the whole section you wanted onto a raceway. Yeah. So it cost him $3 million, but... It, it was a Volvo commercial. It generated $170 million in revenue for Volvo. I mean, how do you calculate that? I know. I was curious about that. But, uh, I'm sure the marketing department figured something out. <laughs> I have never, those numbers up. Well, yeah. I've never once seen like a famous person influence me on purchasing something over $5. Yeah. So I bring up this commercial because, you know, obviously the the song was in it, Only Time. And it's because of um, one of the first lyrics of that song is like, who can say where the road goes? So that was kind of the connection. The fucking like, map. What are you talking about? <laughs> the guy is building the road. The whole point of a road yeah. is that you know where it goes. <laughs> but so that commercial comes out in 2013 and the album charts again. Gets to 43 on the Billboard charts. So it's just crazy that it, it like it charts immediately, then one year after release, and then 13 years after release. Well, so it's about time. But is this going to be like cicadas? <laughs> yeah, it only happens in prime numbers. <laughs> 
I guess, uh, so what, 2013, we might be due for uh, another uh, Enya storm. It's coming back soon. What? Oh, if Enya did a cover of Sandstorm. <laughs> I mean, it could be as early as next year, 11. That's a good prime number. Um. Anyways, after, you know, that success in the early 2000s, uh, she gets approached by Peter Jackson, the director of Lord of the Rings. <laughs> No, <laughs> I had no idea who Peter Jackson was. <laughs> I mean, maybe you knew him from his horror works. Well, I'm pretty sure based on Lord of the Rings in like my circle of existence, people would consider Peter Jackson like a god. Yeah, which is pretty <laughs> annoying to me. Um, I like the first three Lord of the Rings movies. I haven't seen the last of the Hobbit movies. Yeah, and I only saw the first part. It was difficult to get through the Schmaug. Yeah, the desolation of Smog. So she gets approached by Peter Jackson. She was already a big Lord of the Rings fan, a uh, Tolkien fan, really, in general. She, on her Shepherd Moons album, uh, had a song called Lothlorien, which was Tolkien inspired. Uh, but then once she starts working for uh, the Lord of the Rings production, she made two songs, and they were both in fictional Tolkien languages. Uh, one song was called Anira. It was the theme for Aragorn, Aragorn and Arwen, and that was in the Elvish language of Sindarin. And she you made... just call it fucking <laughs> Elvish. Okay. Do we know other Elvishes? Is this going to be like... Because I don't know other dialects of Mandarin. I just call it all Mandarin. <laughs> I'm not like, oh, this is Northern Mandarin. <laughs> uh, and there was another song she made. It was called May It Be. And that was in the fictional language of Quenya. Is that also a fucking elf language? I'm not sure on that one. See, I think that's just a normal human language. <laughs> She's a coward for not doing an orc language one. <laughs> it's all chaz. <laughs> yeah. Super cacophonous. That'd be hilarious if fucking, like, orcish language was just, like, really light and delicate and, like, elegant. Yeah. And they're like, well, they will fucking eat your stomach out of your body while you're still alive, <laughs> but they will sound beautiful doing it. Yeah. This one's a love song. <laughs> um... May It Be was released as a single and nominated for an Academy Award. It didn't win, um, but Enya gave a an extremely rare live performance of the song at the Academy Awards, which she called a career highlight. That's, oh man, I don't <laughs> understand award ceremonies or awards. I've won two awards in my life. I think nice. it's two. I've never wanted either of them, um, and I didn't know <laughs> I was going to win them, and I was mildly embarrassed by the first one for sure. So I won <laughs> an award for sense of humor in middle school. I don't know if you remember this. No. Um, it was, do you remember Kids Across America? Uh, it sounds familiar, but You not probably really. wouldn't because it was made for kids that were quote unquote in trouble. <laughs> but so in, I think it was eighth grade. Because this was when I used to not run the lap. Mm. And me and the kid I didn't run the lap with both won 
an award for best sense of humor. So it was like <laughs> one of the jocks won an award, one of the fucking science kids won an award, and it was like none of them were people that were well known for any of their stuff. It was like to highlight the lesser known kids and everything. <laughs> but there was an assembly and they brought everybody up and then their last thing was sense of humor. Mm. And they brought me and this other kid up and both of us were like fucking never told a joke in my life. Like what do you what, why are we here? <laughs> You guys think it's funny that we hate our lives is what's going on. It's like we, we basically were just like, yeah, we don't want this. This should have been your acceptance speech. Am I a joke to you? I mean, we if they tried to make us give like a speech, but you can't do that to like a fucking 13 year old. You can't be <laughs> yeah. like, hey, man, you're a weird shy kid that no one ever talks to unless you're <laughs> screaming at them. Let's just go ahead and give you an award that you know is to make you feel better because we know that you're sad. Let's give a little speech on that. I think I got a t-shirt, too. Oh, nice. I threw it away. Oh. Like, immediately. I didn't even put it on. It was a fucking... I'm not <laughs> it's like a school wear shirt. a school... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> In 2003, Enya released Amartine. Uh, it was the first instance of Enya singing in, singing in Loxian, a fictional language that Roma Ryan made up. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. It was uh, mostly based off of Enya's pronunciation of the actual notes she was singing. Nah, uh, that's not a language. Yeah. You have to be able to convey information. <laughs> Otherwise, those are just noises. Yeah, and I guess it kind of came about because there was a particular song that Enya was struggling with. Uh, and by the way, I haven't mentioned this yet. I guess I kind of mentioned it a little bit, but Enya uh, is multilingual. So she does songs in Gaelic, Irish, English, Latin, Welsh. Um. And on this album, she, I guess, was trying this song in Irish, English, and Latin, and she couldn't get it. And then they made up this fictional language, and she, like, nailed it. So they just went with it. But it's not. You've just explained to me that it's not a language. <laughs> I don't know. All the specifics, I know it was, I, I think, primarily based off of just the literal pronunciation of the notes, but there might be more to it. Well, how in that language do you say can I go to the store and get you a blue can of soda? <laughs> like, if you can't convey, like, right. that language at best would be a language, a, a music language. Yeah. Because you can say things in order, and now you, you've you conveyed the notes in the song. <laughs> yeah. On that same album, she did a song in Japanese. Nice, which wasn't on her listed languages yeah i wanted to throw that one in uh, afterwards I, I would assume that she just was bad at it yeah it's like I in don't japanese know. where they didn't understand it at all so it didn't place yeah i feel like anya probably did real well in japan she actually did um she won a bunch of music awards in japan and was actually offered uh half a million dollars to come do a concert in japan which she turned down just because she had a reputation for like being so elusive and I mean that's private. Rude. Rude is what they call that. But <laughs> I mean, I guess I don't give a fuck because I don't even like live music. So if you <laughs> tried to pay me money to go to an Enya concert, I would probably say no. Oh dang. Well accept it and give me the ticket. But it'll never that's, happen. <laughs> that's how am I gonna get the money? 
the money is for me going, not for you going. If it's just <laughs> here, have some Enya tickets, I'll say yes, and then either give you the tickets or sell them. Yeah. For the same price that they cost, because fuck scalping. Mm-hmm. And after uh, Amertine, the one that had the Japanese and the Loxian, uh, she released two more albums in 2008 and Winter Came. Uh, she took an extended break after that album. And then in 2015, uh, she released Dark Sky Island. That's her most recent album to date. But in November of 2021... Um, there was a 30-year anniversary watch party of Shepherd's Moon, and Anya and Nikki Ryan did an intro video, and they basically just described how they were, uh, you know, using this little break from COVID to install new equipment at the the like the original studio that they built, Agile or whatever it's called, that, that her saxophone built. the house that Enya Sachs built and uh, they you know they basically informed everyone that they were installing a bunch of new equipment and as soon as that was done Enya will record her next album so I mean that's got to be close that was 2021 they said that well so this is 23 so if it's only in prime numbers it's not going (laughs) to come out until 27 unless it comes out this year which I guess is an opportunity. And that will still bring the amount of Enya songs I know to uh, one. Well, two is a prime number, so this is an Enya year. It's 2023. Yeah, they said so, this in 21. Yes, but they, it didn't come out in 22. So no. it couldn't have come out in 22. So it's 23. So it can only come out this year or oh, five yeah, yeah. is the next one. Yep, yep. Yeah. Because it can't have come out in the past. <laughs> Even though it's a prime number, Adam. <laughs> That's not how it works. Yep. So, I mean, I'm looking forward to that album. I love Enya. Shout out Enya. Shout out Winnie. <laughs> That's how you know there's a car somewhere on the block. <laughs> well, that's all I got. You want to do some plugs? You have any... Some plug Um, Yeah, I guess you can find me at Jane Fritz, J-A-I-N fritz underscore fritz uh on instagram and twitter you should let me know if you want me to do another facebook group last time i did that it was mostly people trying to scam me for stuff (laughs) oh no the sci-fi book club well i still want to do the sci-fi book club but we only have one person that wants to do the sci-fi book club right now and i mean i'm in on that so you got to well if you want to do that that's well i think we're gonna i'm gonna be drawing from like magazine style podcasts to do. Okay. so it'll be like Drabblecast or like one of the sci-fi i think i yeah there's there's one that's an anthology where everything's in the same universe that i don't want to use like i specifically want to keep them standalone stories okay um but other than that we do have a new youtube channel that we yes. don't exactly know what we're gonna do with yeah um yeah i mean i think we're gonna post the promos and perhaps full episodes there as well um but that is correct we have a youtube channel it is just the name of the show so unacknowledged podcast product and uh, i got two new things i want to bring up as well we have an email so you know send any comments requests you know anything you'd like to communicate with the show about to that 
That is also just named like the show, unacknowledged podcast product at Gmail. Um, and then I would also like to encourage people, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, uh, try to leave a review and a rating. That goes for uh, it goes for Spotify all of them. as well. Yep. Well, Spotify and Apple are the only two that have anything anymore. Oh, really? They Everything took it else off. is just you have music or you don't have music. I okay, guess probably okay. uh, Stitcher. YouTube. No, Stitcher doesn't. Um, oh. Probably YouTube does, but you would have to be in their music program, which we're not. Yeah. Because yeah. their whole music, I don't know if you've used their phone app music versus no, non music. I haven't. It, they specifically went out of their way to be fucking pieces of shit about that. Cause so I can like picture in picture everything but music. Uh, so I can like do anything I want on my phone, which is like a pre a music. It's like, oh, you tried to picture in picture this. Close that. Restart it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, of course, you know, there's the UPP Twitter, UPP Twitch. We've been lately been pretty consistent streaming every Tuesday. Uh, that twitch account is upp underscore playa p-l-a-y-a you got any uh parting words um i would would say that anya may have been responsible for 9-11 <laughs> for record sales but probably was not okay that's that's it oh i forgot to tell you that anya lives in a castle I mean, I expected that. That's, <laughs> cool. It's a very Irish thing. All right. Well, uh, au revoir. <laughs> Peace. Au revoir. <laughs>